Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host, R.P. Smith. I was able to put up some hay this week, but did not get it all bailed before we received a very welcome 70 hundredths of rain. The first cutting had been grazed off, so as in many ways I'm a little behind most folks on getting the bugs worked out of my equipment. A good operator would have finished the baler repair last fall when they started it, but I felt good that I had at least kept the bolts in the holes they belonged in. I don't have the welding bill yet, but the two bolts, washers, and nuts came to less than six dollars, which is which is getting by the parts counter pretty cheap, especially when you consider the amount of time it took to make the transaction. Partly from me not knowing left from right, and partly from social distancing practices that don't allow you to point to the part you need when the picture comes up on the screen. Getting the baler back together took a little longer than I'd hoped, but I did manage to get all the pieces back in place. And since I successfully made around 60 bales in the 10 hours I had before the storm, I think it's going to be okay. That doesn't sound like a great amount of hay for the number of hours I invested, but our rake has not been repaired from last summer, and that made for more trips around the field with the baler picking up just one windrow at a time. I was not able to get the O-ring for the hydraulic port in my tractor and broken bowl, but Beth was in Kearney material shopping for our granddaughter's 4-H sewing project, so she was able to pick up a new and improved O-ring seal for my 70s-era workhorse. The weather report for the following day had me looking forward to haying when the highs were expected to be near 100. My rig does not have AC, but it is missing one door on the cab. I'd gotten an early start on getting the tractor and baler ready for takeoff, hopefully to possibly finish one field by noon. The first thing was to hook up the hydraulics, which I will not say I have never had difficulties with, but have always managed to get it done. There is a first time for everything. After calling two mechanics for pointers on what I might be missing, the two that I felt I could call before 7 in the morning and still hopefully be friends, were still friends, but they didn't have any answers, I worked for another half hour, gently applying pressure with a 4x4 and a 3-pound hammer. The O-ring was holding up well against my best efforts. A branch of the dealership that sold me the O-rings opened at 7.30, but I got lost in the phone maze, so the second time I called, I asked if they could just send the area rep out. A fine young man that had been in school with my kids. He made me feel better, but I would not have minded feeling like an idiot if he could have got me running. The gentle pressure that he applied with his dead blow hammer did manage to shear one of the O-rings in half, which confirmed in both our minds that the new and improved seals were the problem. He robbed a couple seals out of some parts he'd brought along, which let me hook up the lift gate so I was able to continue working on the baler. He also made some adjustments to the clutch linkage, mostly so I could say that I'd had him out for something other than to hook up my hydraulic hoses. This was to salve my pride, not his. Other than a fuse to make the monitor work, I was ready to roll, and Beth was going to town so she could pick up fuses which I put in after the first field. The working monitor made bailing in the dark much easier. As I said earlier, it went pretty well, but in the ten hours I was able to run before the storm, I had lost enough hydraulic oil that my bail kicker was getting a little weak. 
After many a year of toiling and tear and struggling to put up hay, my patience was weared as I daily repaired a baler that refused to play. Enough of this guff, I said in a huff. This season will be the end. The calf prices were high, and I just might try to buy a new used baler from a friend. The baler had dials and bells, and its features he tells, while I hang on his every word. But one feature stood out that near made me shout. That kicker was slicker than I had heard. After the twine tie weight, you just lift the tailgate, then the bale to the ground does drop. The rolled haze pushed away. It's amazing, I say. You never back up, just come to a stop. I bought that machine, and I never have seen first cutting alfalfa go so well. And you never heard me curse, grinding into reverse. That kicker, it sure was swell. On the upland hay, my story does stray from a tale of harvesting bliss. Because velocity and slope do cancel out hope, and soon things were sure amiss. A forage missile upon its dismissal would set on a speedy course. I remember it still as I rounded the hill. For not looking back, I was feeling remorse. The widow Tate's garden gate now lay prostrate, along with her sweet corn patch, because a half ton of hay that had gone astray had not troubled with the latch. And agreeably seen that field of bean, those plants surely not the winner. Pod squished as flat as a bull rider's hat by some wandering cow's winter dinner. The neighbor did gloat, did you know bales float? You sure saved on hay-moving expense. But the smile of the clown turned into a frown when he took a good look at his fence. I will use that big green hay machine, though some will think I'm a fool. But I don't understand. It bewilders me, man. Why they labeled it deer when it kicks like a mule. Thanks for riding along on Homegrown this morning. I'm hoping some of you listeners can join me in Elwood, Nebraska for the Gosper County Fair on July 23rd. My part of the entertainment will be at 5 o'clock. So come enjoy the show and a meal ahead of the rodeo. Hoping the Lord blesses you real good today and that our happy trails cross again soon. I'm R.P. Smith.